Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Flow Over Fear podcast, where it is our mission to help you to rise above fear and realize your ultimate potential in leadership and life. I'm your host, Adam Hill, and it is my goal to share with you the human side of high performance. My guests share their experience with fear, anxiety, struggle, challenge, and most importantly, despite all of it, how they rose above it to achieve incredible results. So if you're ready to rise up, let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this recap episode of Flow Over Fear. And I want to share my thoughts on the recent interview I had with Adam Lane Smith. Now, I'll ask all of you if you feel like you might have an issue with attachment. Um, now, before listening to this episode, or before interviewing Adam, I didn't really know the nature of attachment or what positive or negative attachment was. In fact, uh, I didn't really think about it as it played into fear. But one of the things that Adam brought to light here, which is really, really powerful in this, in this interview, was that up to 65% of us have attachment issues, meaning we have an unhealthy relationship with attachment or we're developing some kind of unhealthy relationship, whether it is a, an attachment or, or a lack thereof. And that is leading to things like anxiety, like greater fear, like, like more problems in our marriages, like, uh, uh, a lack of confidence in dating and, and depression, all sorts of things that, that are resulting in this, unhealthy relationship with attachment. And that's where Adam comes in. He helps people to develop a healthy relationship with that. And, and, and he does that, uh, by helping people to understand what time type of, of attachment that they have. For me, I, uh, the way that Adam was describing it, I feel like I have an anxious attachment and this goes way, way back to when I was a kid, I, was a bit socially anxious. I didn't like, I, I, I felt, I felt it was very difficult for me to approach other people and open up. And, and I felt like I wasn't really myself in my own skin. And that was, you know, that, that was the budding nature of my anxiety disorder was just this idea that I had to please people. I had to please, you know, my family. I had to make everybody happy. I was guilty if I didn't. And I felt a lot of shame. And, and if, if I was rejected, and rejection was one of the worst things that I would ever feel as a kid. And ultimately, what Adam had said was, was that part of the nature of the anxious attachment is that fear of being abandoned or that fear of being rejected. And that is certainly something that I had when I was growing up. Um, and, you know, it resulted in me being isolated for a number of years. Um, even in high school, I struggled. I, I, I rarely ever approached uh, girls to ask them out because I was afraid of that rejection. And I would pass up many, many an opportunity to build relationships. Um, that extended into college when I was started to experience more panic attacks and, and use alcohol as a substance to alleviate that. And that, of course, contributed to more of an unhealthy attachment, right? I mean, now I, now I was addicted to alcohol and I was drinking heavily and I was using it to, to help me with my social patterns. Um, and it worked early on, but it didn't work forever. And of course I started to have panic attacks and, and things of that nature where I thought I was going crazy. And of course I felt like I couldn't be honest with people because 
Um, and I couldn't be open about my problems because I thought I was crazy. So people didn't know about the, the real me, the authentic me. They didn't know I was struggling with alcoholism. They didn't know that I was struggling with anxiety. They didn't know that I had these panic attacks. And I think that exists for a lot of us when we're faced with our own demons is we don't want to be honest with the people that love us. And ultimately what Adam was saying is that it, 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 it comes from this, this idea that we don't feel like we'll get love if we're honest about our problems. You know, for Adam, it was, I smoke two packs of cigarettes a day. I don't feel authentic and I don't feel good. And I, I and he actually called himself attachment issues, Adam. Uh, but ultimately what worked for Adam and what, what ultimately worked for me in a similar way was <clears throat> when, um, is when Adam did some investigation, when he started to, to open up and, and look for information. And it's amazing when we, when we start to take ourselves, kind of take a step back from our own brains for a second. And we recognize that, you know, we can just become an observer for a moment of, of how we participate in this world. And we can look at it, and as Adam says, pain is nothing more than just information. It's just telling us something. It's telling us a story. Just like fear, it's just information. It's a signal to do something. And what he found was that uh, that he started to reach out to a few trusted people uh, to uh, uh, to be open about who he was, to say, "Here's here's who I am. Here's what I'm struggling with." Here's my trauma. Here's, here's, and he, he started being open and, uh, and trusted and with no secrets amongst these people. And what he found was that those people who he told, who he found that were trusted and he did so in a controlled way came to him and said, you know, wow, I, I still love you. I still respect you. And I, and I actually feel the same way in a lot of regards. It became a validation. And for him, that actually started to heal his attachment issues and he started to, become better. And for me, I experienced it in a similar way that when I, but, but for me, it was with recovery from alcohol. I didn't have necessarily the same idea to take a step out of my mind at that moment and, and really observe myself or, or try to seek out the right kind of information. But what I did instead was I, I reached a rock bottom where it became obvious that I, I had a problem and I couldn't hide it anymore. And so I found the group uh, to open up to within AA. And when I did that, I found a group that I could be honest with. It became a community. So listen to that again, community. We talk about that all of the time in this show, that one of the ways that we rise above fear is through community, through building the right relationships. And part of that, if we can bring that all together in this episode that, that I just had with Adam, is about building a healthy relationship with attachment. Well, what does that mean? What does a healthy relationship with attachment mean? Because a lot of us might think that, uh, that either we need to be attached or we don't, or that, and that, that it's very black and white. Or maybe a lot of us don't even know, like I didn't, about the idea of attachment before this episode. And if that's the case, Adam has a lot of resources on his uh, website that you can check out, um, which is at adamlanesmith.com. And he even has an attachment boot camp where you can take that course and learn a little bit more about how to develop those healthy attachments. But what, what you can learn is that you can start to rise above fear 
and ultimately embrace fear and, and live more authentically when you can work through your attachment issues in the right way. So for somebody like me with an anxious attachment, the way that he uh, uh, proposed that we work through this is, you know, first through some level of self-awareness and uh, and understanding where we're lying to ourselves is asking the right questions to ourselves. I mean, this happened with with me. I mean, when I recovered from alcoholism and leaned into that community, the 12-step program helped me to become more self-aware. What is in my control? What is outside of my control? You know, what's... Uh, uh, what are my fears? What are my, where did I harm other people? Um, and then we can learn to kind of manage our anxiety and then we could start to have those key conversations with people that we can trust and build that trust. And, um, and that helps us to gain some acceptance. It's ultimately what it is, is, is as Adam said, it's systematic desensitization where we can gradually lean into our fears and uh, desensitize ourselves to those fears so that it becomes more automatic and we begin, we grow above it. For me, this, the, the, the resource that I use, the tool that I like to use on this is the 5% rule. And, and what that means is, I, so I can relate that to the 5% rule because the 5% rule, as I stated, is, is that if you can take something that you want to achieve, or maybe it's a relationship in this case that you want to lean into, you just lean into it 5% at a time and gradually desensitize yourself to it and gradually rise above it and gradually grow into it. You don't have to do a giant leapfrog right into it and, and burn yourself out right away. I think as this can relate to relationships is you don't want to be a fire hose right away. And I even asked Adam that question towards the end when, when I was talking about being in a relationship with someone where there is an unhealthy attachment. How do we build that healthy attachment? And, and I, I, I assumed incorrectly that the way we do that is by leading by example, by, by being the first to, to lean into it and be open and honest to our partner and, and start to uh, share all of those secrets. And he said, well, you have to be careful with that. It's more of a, of a, of a trickle and a, and, and a gradual process than a fire hose. Um, and that's kind of why I relate it to that 5% rule is because if you can, if you can gradually rise above your fears, you're not going to overwhelm yourself or your partner, uh, with that process, but you're going to help through it. And again, that's where Adam comes in because he can help people to achieve that, help couples to achieve that. But each partner has to be willing. That's the other part of healing that it's important that people understand is that it, is that healing, whether it be with attachment or addiction or, or depression or anything like that, where we, where we need to heal. One of the things that we need to be is willing. We need to absolutely be willing to go through that healing process. If we're not willing, it's not going to work. We cannot be carried through this life. We cannot be carried to a point of healing. We can't. It just can't happen. And many of the high achievers who have overcome debilitating problems in their lives or addiction or anything like that can attest to that fact that each person who's doing that has to be absolutely 100% willing and bought into it. Same is true with attachment. And so there's a way to influence people to start to get down that path, but we cannot force feed it. 
And that was one of the things that, uh, that Adam had said. So we have to be conscious of that and we have to develop the courage on that front to do it. Um, most people, I think, develop some of these attachment issues because they don't believe that they're worthy of love. That's certainly true of the anxious attachment issue that, uh, um, that they don't believe they're worthy. So they, they believe that if they're, if, if they can't please the other person, then they're just not worthy of that love. But there's also another type of, a, of attachment, which is the avoidantly attached. That's the, those are the people that are more cynical, that believe that it, the worst in people, that, that people aren't that great. And according to Adam, those are harder to, to heal. And I, I think for most of us, many of us may have dealt with those types of people in our lives. And it's really challenging to get them to, uh, to heal. But the way that that happens, according to Adam, is, is not in an instant like the, the anxious attachment people do. They, they tend to latch onto the idea, find out that there's a solution and they, and they embrace it. The avoidantly attached have to be attracted to it over time and slowly drip to it again. And that's, that's kind of how, how that works. Um, you know, one of the ways that we can start to gain more courage about how we, uh, about developing those healthy attachments is to identify our core values. This gets back to an episode that I had way, 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 way back. And that identifying that your, your core values is one of the first keys to, to really, I, is to really becoming you, to identifying who you are and what you represent. Um, your core values are ingrained in you. They're part of your spirit, part of your heart. They don't, and, and you can have aspirational core values, but a lot of us live some of our core values that we violate often because we aren't constantly thinking about them or we're trying to please others or do all of these things. So Adam recommends getting clear on what your first three core values are <clears throat> and then identifying where we validate or violate those. And when we violate them, change it into something where we, that that's part of the self-awareness piece where we can actually start to uh, become more authentic. So when we identify and we're clear on those core values, we can actually lean into it. I suggest that if you want to reach out to Adam and you want to learn more about what he does, follow him on the, on, on, on Instagram, on the social media, or visit adamlanesmith.com and look at his attachment bootcamp. Uh, look up his books. He's got plenty of books too, but his bootcamp is something that you can, you can uh, start with to learn more about the type of attachment you have and, and how you could heal from that. Cause it, as he said at the beginning, up to 65% of us have attachment issues. And by his reporting, he can help people through that, through his processes, but also in it'll, it'll help to alleviate some of those peripheral uh, issues perhaps that, uh, that he says are um, that he says may be contributing to it. Like the anxiety, like depression. Now, mind you, this is not, this is not medical advice. Um, Medication still helps, you know, seek out that medical attention. If you are struggling with this, this is a tool in the toolbox. And, uh, and that's important to know is that when we get that medical help, when you need that medical help, you can get it. It's there. The help is ready for you, but there are also tools in the toolbox that can hopefully help you gain more perspective, more advantage and improve. So I hope you take that to heart and I hope, uh, I hope you listen to this episode 
And I thank you for joining me on this recap episode. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Flow Over Fear podcast. If you're enjoying this show, please do me a favor and hit the subscribe button. I will be so grateful if you do, and I'll look forward to bringing you more value in our next episode. I'll see you then.